Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 198 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving the episode a listen, and it is finals time. I'll be going through my tips for the first round of finals with my special guest. Don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note over on my socials. You can shoot me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can leave me a note on Facebook or on Twitter, or Instagram, or even LinkedIn. Love being able to uh, share the uh, the exploits and the uh, successes of the local footy clubs to help me learn the landscape a little bit. Now, if you've not had the opportunity to do so yet, I do hope you'll check out episode 186. Uh, it's a little special project that my sister and I are doing. I've mentioned this a few times. Our mom has a birthday coming up here in about... Eight weeks, give or take, and it's going to be her 80th birthday. She had a pretty significant loss uh, back in July, and we're trying to do a, uh, a fun birthday for her uh, where people would send her cards from all over the world with a little note or a photo or something like that of something that brings them joy. And if you're interested in helping out with that, I would so greatly appreciate it. Uh, I did put the mailing address in the show notes. It's... Uh, her name, Judy Wessels, care of my name, Craig Wessels, and that's 1124 McKinley Street, M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y Street, in Sandusky, Ohio, S-A-N-D-U-S-K-Y, and my zip code here in the U.S. is 44870. So if you want to help out with that, that would be fantastic. We're hoping to just be able to provide her with a huge basket of cards to, to see how other people enjoy themselves around the world and around the United States. So if you want to help out, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Now, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv. And MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as we call him here in North America, MickAussie. Uh, beloved term of endearment there. Uh, Mick has spent the last couple of decades running his sports comedy channel, uh, talking about the NFL, the AFL, of course, the Canadian Football League, and a few other things mixed in there as well. He appears regularly on Sports Grid TV with Gabe Morenci. And Mick was a very solid football player himself uh, in South Australia and later on for a while in the Northern Territory. Now, the club of this week's episode are the Inglewood Mighty Blues. And the Mighty Blues play in the Loddon Valley Football League and play their home games at the Inglewood Community Sports Center. And for those of you that don't know, Inglewood is located northwest of Bendigo in north-central Victoria. And uh, I think it's on the A79, if I'm not mistaken. The club fields three footy teams, uh, the seniors, reserves, and under-18s, along with seven different netball teams. Now, next week, the club is going to be having their senior presentation night on September the 10th, beginning at 6.30. It's a club that's been around since 1876. But before they have that senior presentation night, they got some other business to take care of. This Saturday, the under-18 side is facing off against Bridgewater in the preliminary finals in the uh, Loddon Valley Football League. So best of luck to the Mighty Blues this weekend. Go get that W. And again, this week's Club of the Episode was sponsored by MickAussie.tv. Mick, thanks so very much, man. 
Remember, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, iyankonthefooty.com. There are links to my socials, my Twitter, at yank underscore on, my Facebook group, a Yank on the Footy podcast. You can find me on at a Yank on the Footy on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can search out my name, Craig Wessels, to find me on both LinkedIn and on Facebook as well. Love to, love chatting with people. Uh, and also, if you want to help out the show, one, if you want to buy any gear for the show, you can click on the uh, the Red Bubble page up at the top there. If you want to help out the show with the Buy Me a Coffee page, you can certainly do that. But if you're not looking for any gear, and why wouldn't you be, the uh, other great way that you can help out is leaving a review for the show if you enjoy it, or sharing the website or the episode with your friends and family, shooting them a link, letting them know, hey, they should check this out. Now, I do also hope you'll sign up for the mailing list as well so that when new episodes come out, you will get them in your inbox as soon as they become available. So let's take a moment real quickly to look at the games that are going to be here and available in the United States this weekend. Again, this is you know coming from the U.S. Uh, actually, all four games uh, of the finals are going to be on... FS1 or FS2. FS1 is going to be carrying the Brisbane and Richmond game, the Melbourne and Sydney game, and the Geelong and Collingwood game. And Fremantle and the Bulldogs will be on FS2. Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, last week what happened was all of the AFLW games were on Fox Soccer Plus here in the States. So if you've not signed up for the the Watch AFL app and you want to watch the women's game, and there were some terrific games this weekend, there was an absolute slugfest, if you want to call it that, uh, between Geelong and Richmond. Not a high-scoring game, but lots and lots of action going back and forth between the 50-meter arcs. Um, those were all, on, like I said, on Fox uh, Soccer Plus. But you can get the Watch AFL app and also get the uh, all of the AFLW contests as well. So let's go ahead and dive into my uh, chat with Mick. And we're going to get into the four games this week, talk about some other things that are in the news. And, uh, well, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to have uh, Kim Harrison or Mick Aussie back with me uh, to tip the first round of finals. Mick, has it cooled off yet in Edmonton? Oh, it's been one of the hottest streaks since I've been here. And 32 degrees here feels like 40 back home, but it's all good because the AFL finals are here and we're starting in a few hours' time, so can't wait. Should be an unbelievable final series. I, I can't wait either. Now, I have, to ask you, I have to ask you a professional question about your job. Do, uh, when, you're, when you are at your job and uh, you, know, some, you know somebody that has ordered you know, like one of those meal kits or something that gets shipped with the dry ice, do you ask them to, if they're home, do you ask them to just open it and let you have the dry ice so you can take it, put it back on the seat and just sit on that <laughs> as you drive around? <laughs> uh, deliver a bit of dry ice, but yeah, it's been hot. It's been really oh. hot. And I'm heading down to Calgary for the CFL Labor Day on Monday. And it's Edmonton Elks and Calgary, traditional rivalry. But it's looking like it's going to be 29, so I hope it cools wow. off a bit. Wow. That'll be hot sitting in the sun at 2.30 in the afternoon. It will, it will. But the beer will taste pretty good, right? Yeah. Now, is, is is it Molson or Labatt's out there? Ah, well, it's Molson Canadian, unfortunately. I'm a, I like the Budweiser. That's my favorite. Okay. okay. 5% okay. Canadian brewed, more than you U.S. guys have got. Well, I, I, 
I'll, I'll be honest. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a beer um, <laughs> or pizza or a hot dog or anything, <laughs> but, but it's worked out. So, you yeah. know, we've got finals coming up, but there's other things that are happening as well. Um, you know, one of the biggies that I saw, you know, kind of the big story that's not really finals related was that Hawthorne has actually told Tom Mitchell, Hey, go find a new home. We'd really rather you not be around here anymore. We want to plug somebody else into your spot. I mean, that's, it, it's, I like, it's did, cutthroat. I did see that, and I believe Bombers might be interested. Well, I hope the Adelaide Crows are on the phone because we need a skillful on bowler that can still run. He's not real quick, but he runs better than the Crouch boys, and uh, I'd uh, certainly take him at the Crows. Okay, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I, I think uh, some of the Essendon fans that I've seen online were not terribly thrilled by it. You know, their comments were, you know, he gets a lot of disposals, but he doesn't necessarily do much with the ball when he's got it in hand. He's, you know, he's great at collecting stats. So if you, so if you could trade him to a super coach team, I guess that would be, that would be preferable. <laughs> Some people might be thinking, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, we're getting close to where the, I don't not necessarily the silly time, but you know, with the trade period, and it's really interesting, the whole, you know, getting the trade period done immediately after you know the, the the grand final and whoever ends up winning it this year it's like okay hey you got your medal um you're leaving now we're, we're going to go ahead and trade you and it's like the next day almost and we have two weeks to get it done it's 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 so quick which means that they've really got to be efficient and organized in those front offices yeah well glad it's not as cutthroat as the u.s sport but it's really interesting with uh, the isaac rankin because I listen to the Perth boys and then I listen to the SA boys and, you know, Adelaide's pretty happy that Rankin might be coming back and they're not too worried they'll overpay for him. But then when you hear the Perth boys, it's really interesting because when Rankin and Lacocious got drafted by the Suns, the Adelaide Crows apparently said, hey, buyer beware because, you know, they might want to come home to Adelaide. Mm -hmm. So the Suns are going to hold out and probably get as much as they can out of the Crows, and I don't blame them. No, don't blame yeah. them at all. I think they have, what, pick five this year in the draft? I think it's pick five, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, Something that's, like that, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's if that's too much to get for him. You know, does, does Gold Coast then have to send back, like, a third or fourth round pick to kind of make it more palatable for – for Adelaide, I don't know, but you know, you know, I think even without him there in Gold Coast next year, I, I think there's still going to be maybe a trendy pick to make the eight next year. I really do. Yeah, yeah, but I, the yeah, the Perth guys were saying that that was that was on the edge of uh, tampering in the draft, and mm -hmm. you got to be careful with that sort of stuff. So my home team, the Crows, are going to overpay for Rankin. Now, have they, and this is something I don't know because I guess I've never, never explored this before. But do you know, you know, like in the NFL, that there have been instances where the league has stripped away a draft pick from a team? You know, they had like the, the deflate gate thing where they were, you know, the, they were deflating balls with New England. And I think they took, a, took away a first round draft pick. And just recently, I think New Orleans lost a mid round draft pick for something that they had done as well. Has that ever happened in, in the AFL or VFL? No. Sadly, my Crows boys got in trouble probably, or oh, maybe 15 years ago with a player that went to Sydney. So, yes, it does happen. Okay. But the AFL, they're not as strict as over here on the NFL okay. side. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, we've got we've got four games to talk about. You know, the AFLW got started this week. I, I was able to watch a couple games. Um, you know, I, I gonna I am gonna go back and watch, and I'll pop them on when I get the opportunity. I was you know, the the Adelaide uh, and Melbourne rematch was was a great great matchup, and and you know it was I was a little concerned what's Adelaide gonna look like without you know Aaron Phillips there, but they were running they were running on all cylinders. Um, the Brisbane game. I didn't watch the game, but I saw that they, they put 76 points up on the board, uh, which is a, a huge number in, in the AFLW. And, and I think that that's something that is probably going to start happening more and more as the skill sets get better. But the, the club that I was impressed by was Essendon. You know, they wow. brought in, you know, they brought in Bonnie too good from, uh, from the Bulldogs, you know, Danny Marshall, who was with the Bulldogs previously there, uh, Maddie Prospakis, who came over from, from Carlton and, it was it was a very very competitive game that they played, but they pulled away late. And the Richmond and Geelong game, low scoring. I think there were like three goals scored the entire game, but it was one of the hardest hitting games I've seen in in footy period. Whether it's the men's comp or the women's comp, they just were beating the hell out of each other in that game. In between in between the circles, it was just you know, and I and I think part of it is because you know Richmond, you know, even though it's the women's club they were upset they actually had to come to Geelong uh yeah well I gotta I gotta focus on the NFL the CFL and the AFL but I will keep an eye on the AFLW and I did watch some highlights and I was particularly interested in the Port Adelaide Power with Aaron Phillips there Mm -hmm. and I looked and I see she didn't get in the best players so I wondered why and then I heard that she got a corky which is a a knee into the driver, the quad muscle. So right, she right. got hurt early, but I think she kept playing. But you yeah, got a strong interest in her. I uh, yeah. know the family a little bit. So she's amazing, okay. amazing yeah, person. Absolutely, yeah. So we've got we've got four games in the finals this weekend. Uh, the uh, the second elimination final, and uh, it's Brisbane hosting Richmond. And I I, I popped something up on Twitter. Uh, about an hour and a half ago, just to see if anybody would would read it, and I said, you know, what what questions do, do people have going into finals week? And I, you know, I heard back from uh, I heard back from Donnie Hess from the uh, Fourth and Long Radio, who coaches the Des Moines Roosters, and he, you know, he he mentioned it's something I was thinking as well, but it, he, he was asking. He said that uh, he wonders whether or not Brisbane can show up and play a meaningful game or not, because this is a club that's got all kinds of talent but tend to fizzle out once finals roll around. Yeah, no kidding. And they wouldn't be too happy because their run into the finals hasn't been that good. Oh, I don't know. Their record is one and six, I believe, under Fagan. Damn, they have a very good record at the Gabba, as we know. And uh, new fella, Darcy Wilmot, first gamer from... Victoria on a half-back flank, that's where he normally plays, so that's good on him. Uh-huh. But but Danaher, Danaher, the big recruit from Bombers, he's really got to show up. If he yeah, doesn't, yeah. I think they're in big trouble. Yeah. Tigers were favoured by three and a half. Now they're favoured by six and a half. I'm going to go for the Tigers. I just cannot go for the Lions. I really can't. I hope I'm wrong, though. I'm I, The Tigers scare me. And, and part of this is because they've won what, three out of the last four. No, four, three out of the last five. Now, I guess three out of the last five um, premierships. Maybe it's, it's that whole black and yellow thing. And I've just, you know, I'm like, I'm like, the, you know, the, 
like the song, you know, talks about, you know, the Bruce Springsteen uh, song about, you know, the dog has been beat too much, you know, spends half your life just covering up. It's kind of like being a Browns fan and, you know, just getting pummeled by the Steelers year after year after year <laughs> yeah. after year with the black and yellow. So it might, maybe Richmond has something to do with that, but, uh, you know, I, this is a club that, that has everything that they need to win another premiership from the bottom of the ladder from I think they're in the seventh spot, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going with the, the Tigers to win this one as well. Uh, Jason Castagna, uh, the meta sub. Shane Edwards, who announced his retirement, has been omitted for this game. Uh, he's, been, he's been omitted. Um, as you mentioned, Darcy Wilmot is, is playing his first game. Devin Robertson's in. Cam Rayner suspended. Noah Ainsworth is suspended. Jared Lyons is out injured. Dan Hurst playing game 150. And Oscar McInerney playing game 100. Yeah, I just... I think Brisbane is very capable of winning this game. If, if they come out and they play the fast attacking type of football that they, that they seem to play at home, they're very capable of winning this game. They can, they can win this game by four or five goals, but I, I don't know if I trust them to do that because they, as you said, they, you said one and six in the last, you know, under Fagan in finals and they didn't finish out the regular season all that well either. So, I mean, I'm not all that, uh, I'm not all that, convinced that things are going to go well for them and i and i i don't know if i'm wrong about that but uh you know they they closed out the season i'm just pulling up the you know they they won two let's see three they won three out of the last five four out of the last six they won okay so they they kind of finished okay but it was you know it was still it was not you know they dropped from you know i think they were in the top two and then they finished up by what six i believe on the ladder if i'm not mistaken i think they finished six yeah they finished six yeah yeah, yeah not, seven. not good. Um, I heard the great Neil Balm, who's the general manager, I believe, at the Tigers. I heard him on the radio this week because he played in South Australia and coached there as well. And he's a legend player for the Tigers. He's quietly confident. And he says the coaches and Hardwick and everyone's very confident and they seem like they've got that team bonding back and their style of play. And, of course, the great Dustin Martin's back. So, wow. And they've also won a premiership at the Gabba, as you know. So, yes, I, I hope know. I'm wrong. I hope it's close. And I hope the yeah. Lions get up. But, no. And I don't want to delve into it too much. But, you know, there was a, a video clip of Dustin Martin that showed up online today that I, that I watched over on Code Sports. And I'm sure it's other places as well that he's doing something – extraordinarily inappropriate uh, involving another person and, and touching them inappropriately um, a, a female. And I, 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 you can find it online. I'm sure most of you have probably already watched it, but I don't know if this gets, you know, taken down. Uh, you know, he, he's grabbing some, a, a woman um, by her breasts. Now I, it, I was trying to look, believe it or not, I was looking more closely at his arms, looking to see if, how many tattoos were there. So I couldn't tell if this was an old piece of footage or a new piece of footage of him. I wasn't sure if this was something that had happened years ago. So I was trying to find out, you know, what was the status of, of the degree of tattoos that he had on his arms yet in terms of, was this when he was younger and somebody just had tried to, to bring this back out to embarrass him right before a big game? Or is this something that just happened recently where you're going, oh, come on, man, this is about the dumbest thing you could have done. I, mm -hmm. I don't know which, which it is, but it's just, it's just, it was a little, little awkward to see that pop up there today. 
well, let's try not to get into it because it's a crazy world these yeah. days yeah. with people yeah. catching people. And yeah, yep. I'm just quickly reading it now. Yeah. Caught groping. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. I'd rather keep right. away from it. No, I, yeah. That's why I just why don't I was, know. Yeah. That's why I was trying to be, yeah, as I said, I don't know when it happened. I don't you know. It, it, I couldn't tell if it looked like he was when he was like 10 years younger or not. Wow. I, I really couldn't tell. But I, and I was looking, I was, I was trying to look at him and just see, you know, what were the, the level of tattoos that he had on on his person at that time. Um, so the second qualifying final, the D's are hosting Sydney at the MCG. Now we of course have, uh, you know, we don't have the lineups for these two clubs as of yet, but I know one person that is definitely not playing possibly the rest of this year. That's Peter Laddams. So hopefully Tom Hickey is healthy because uh, if he's not, the Swans could be in a world of trouble because he uh, he had a complete brain fade last week in the VFL. I don't know if you saw that footage where he just knocked, uh, and I don't know who the gentleman, I don't even know who they were playing, but the, the guy, he was, he was standing out of bounds, you know, outside of the boundary line. He had disposed of the ball, and you probably could have counted 1,001, 1,002, and Laddams came in and hit him and knocked him ass over apple cart. It's just, it's... Uh, and he got, they, they gave him four weeks and they said, yeah, we'll knock it down to three if you just plead guilty for it. And it just, it just was a really dumb move on his part, I think, because, uh, you know, they may need him. You know, if they get through these first couple of rounds, they may need him here, but uh, hopefully Hickey is, is healthy. But uh, I guess it's going to be a great matchup. Yeah, absolutely. We know what Melbourne Demons are capable of. And that's the scary part. We also know that their fans didn't get to see them win the premiership last year. So I believe there'll be a big, big crowd, mostly Demons fans there, of course, keen to see their team play in the finals because it happened for last right, year. Right, right. I'm, I'm just going to go home field here. It really is. The uh, They started off. 13 and a half point favorite. They're now 12 and a half point favorite. I'm going to go the Demons. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I'd like <laughs> to take the Swans to cover that margin. Yeah. But again, it's straight out the home field. Right. But hey, these two teams could meet in the grand final. Those right. two and the Cats are my top three to get it all done. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I think one of the two, these two teams will may very well likely be there. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's you have to wonder then you know how what is is Sydney going to do in terms you know is Joel Amardi going to come up and be the second you know an additional tall to help try to match up with uh, with Luke Jackson you know so you've got Hickey going up against Gone or you know whichever one is is doing the running of the ground because you know Hickey Hickey I don't think with his knee situation is is capable of, of running the ground at the pace that that Max Gone and Luke Jackson seem to do. I mean, they are, they are very uh, mobile rucks when they're in that, when they're playing in that position there. So, and they, and they can draw their opponent all over the ground to tire them out. So I don't know. I'm going with the D's to win this one by nine. Again, partly the home field thing there. I just, you know, I, I, but again, this is one that Sydney very easily could win, but I, I just think home home field advantage. It's uh, it's going to be the, uh, the D's winning this one. And I, just a simple fact that uh, that, as you said, 
their their fans did not get the chance to see them win at home. I mean, that might be the that might be the motivating key factor that just pushes this team right back to a back-to-back premiership. That could very easily be it. Yeah. Look, the Swans in round 12 this year beat them by 12 points at the MCG. Mm-hmm. So they can win there, absolutely. The Swans are 6-2 and two against the top eight teams and 3-0 and oh against the top four teams. They've won the last five in a row. The weather's looking good, but I'm sticking with the Demons. Tom McDonald, be interesting to see if he gets a game. He played in the VFL and he kept the plates in his feet. Didn't get them taken out, so he might be in. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one, and I hope the Swans win. I really do, but sticking with the Demons. I was listening to uh, um, Damian Barrett on uh, AFL Daily, and they were talking about Tom McDonald and him making the decision to leave the, the, the plates and screws in his foot to try to come back from that. I think it was that syndesmosis injury that he had. Wasn't that what it was? No, Liz Frank. He had a Liz Frank injury, I think. Um, if, if he's able to go and he's healthy, you know, you, you probably put your best players out there. I mean, just like in the previous game, you know, they said, what, Dusty's at about 80%? And he's, he's going to be out there. And, you know, 80% of Dusty is, is you know, 110% of a lot of other people. That uh, syndesmosis and Liz Frank, what I, I need to search Google and be a medical guy to understand those terms. I don't even know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're like little broken bones, like in like the, the, the actual foot part of your foot. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then we move on to the first qualifying final. And I, and I, I have to laugh when I say this because <laughs> Geelong hosts Collingwood at the MCG. Yes. I have hosts written down on my notes in quotations because yes, the, the cats are hosting Collingwood. Uh, yeah. Mm. I understand it. Doesn't make it any more palatable for me. I get it. You know, don't, don't email me. Don't give me grief about it. Come on. It's still my American mentality that sits here thinking, and I've, I've mentioned this many times, damn it. You finish on top of the ladder. You're supposed to get actual home field advantage. So your club can actually, be there to support you and you know not have half the seats filled up by the opponents that being said i understand why it's being played at the mcg because they need butts and seats but it doesn't make it any easier for my brain it hurts my head <laughs> oh come on man come on you get to play another game where the grand final is that's the big advantage but yeah you're well, right but it'll never yeah. change you'll never change it's money 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 right, right. well you know let me ask you this though and 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 I guess since, they, since they've got the double chance, I, it's a little bit more palatable. But if this was the single, if this was an elimination final, that makes it even harder to, to, to accept because you're saying, because you're saying, okay, well, yeah, we're, we're getting, you're, you're going to be, you've got, you've got to, you know, an in-state game. And I know that's what they always say. And, and I get it. But if you get bounced out after one round, you got to, you got to wonder yourself, would things have been different? It had the, had the crowd been, you know, 90% your supporters because you, you know, in, in, as you know, here in the U.S., home field advantage means something in a lot of cases because they're going to, the, the sound is going to drown out that other team. Well, what's it going to be? There's going to be 90,000 there. And I'm sure if it's Geelong's home field, they can have at least half the number of fans there. Well, let's, Probably hope so. will be. let's hope so. 
yeah, it might be a little bit more in Collingwood's favour, but, you know, this is the most confident I am of the four games. The Magpies have done very well, coming from 17th. I mean, wow. Yeah. Incredible. Cats have won 13 in a row. They're 17 and a half point favourite. I think they'll get it done by a little bit more than that. They're just so balanced. Incredible team. But the big story, will they play Jeremy Cameron? Exactly. That's the question mark. Yes. He's yep. a key. He really yep. is. Now, he was not listed on their injury list, though. But then I also saw that uh, Nick Date, I think it was Nick Dacos, had not been at training the last couple of days either. But he hasn't showed up on their injury list. But he was he was away from training, I believe, Monday and uh, yesterday, yesterday being Tuesday, from what I read. And I could be wrong on that, but I thought I read that Nick Dacos hadn't trained either. But yeah, I, I I won't be shocked if Collingwood wins this one because it's 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 their it's their home ground. Yeah, I know the Cats play there a lot. I'm hoping that when, once the new stand is done, they've got a little bit more um, ammunition to push back against the, the league in order to maybe get a, a home final, home final. Probably not going to happen, but, you know, a man can dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I think the Cats get through uh, this. I'm, I'm not maybe as confident as you are. I've got them winning it by 11. Because I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close game. But I, 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 I think the Cats are 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 a stronger side at the moment. But two years from now, maybe Collingwood's a stronger side. You know, but from what it sounds like, who knows? Maybe Collingwood's ruck is going to be in Geelong next year because it sounds like he's down to uh, what I think three different clubs. Uh, the Cats, um, I think the D's were one of them because it sounded like they're thinking Luke Jackson's heading west. Yes. Yes. You know. You know, Brody Grundy moves around the ground pretty well. He's pretty he's pretty you know light on his feet. Now he doesn't he doesn't necessarily contribute a lot in terms of goal scoring, but he's around, he's around the ground an awful lot. And you put him and Max Gone out there together, that's still a pretty formidable pair of of rucks out there. Well, I'd be surprised if the demons can afford him. But well, you're right that yeah. that is the pick they're talking about. But you know he's been down. He he signed that massive contract and he wasn't as good. But he's a good South Australian lad, so I'm sure it's just uh, he'll get back. Once he overcomes his injury, I'm sure he'll get back. Fascinating game, though, and, uh, man, there's going to be a lot of people watching that one in Australia and a massive crowd for the Americans that just knew the sport. Oh, there'll be 90,000 there probably. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it sounds like, um, you know, Port Adelaide had been talking to him about possibly heading back to S.A., but uh, it sounds like that's not happening now about Brody Grundy. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, as it says, you know, looking like, you know, maybe Grundy's going to possibly be going to the, you know, um, you know, Melbourne's along, Hawthorne has supposedly shown some interest. Uh, you know, is, uh, Ben McAvoy is retiring from uh, Hawthorne, if I'm not mistaken. So they're going to be in the market for a new ruck as well. So, well, I'd I'd be know. fine. I think the Crows should chase him because I'm not I'm not as big a fan as Riley as as the current Ruckman as some people are. Yeah. I, I I don't think he does enough around the ground personally, but I'm not sure why the Crows aren't chasing him. Yeah, well, and that's and that's one of the things you know. One of the things that you know that that is uh, there's a lot to like you like with uh, um, the the Ruck at, at Gold Coast, uh, Jared Witt. 
mean, he's great at, 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 at tapping the ball, but he's, he doesn't yet move around the ground as well as, um, you know, and I don't think anybody's going to move around the ground as well as a max gone. Okay. Um, you know, Reese Stanley has, you know, since I've been following the game has been catching flack from the, you know, cat supporters for forever. Ever, you know, they've been looking for Reese, Reese Stanley's replacement since I started following the game seven years ago. Now he's not, he's not necessarily the best, you know, at, at tapping, but he moves around the ground pretty well. He gets around the ground fairly well for a ruck, you know, so there, so there's trade-offs you have, you know, you have to figure out, you know, what, you know, what's going to work best. And, and, who knows? You know, he's had a bit of a bum knee, so maybe Jonathan Segler comes in and even plays in that game. We don't know the, we don't know the makeup yet. But uh, and then, you know, the last game is is kind of a unique one because uh, you know you've got you know a club that that kind of got in you know at at the tail end of things. You know, the Bulldogs. We weren't sure if they were going to be in. They're going to be out. You've got Fremantle hosting the Bulldogs. I, you know, we know that uh, Nat Fife is out. Uh, looks like Matthew Taberner is going to be out for Fremantle. Uh, just saw today that. Uh, Libertori is going to be out for the Bulldogs. And, and he's kind of been the, you know, the, like Daryl Strawberry was with the New York Mets back in the eighties, you know, the straw that stirs the drink, you know, Libertori has kind of been that for the Bulldogs this year. He's kind of been their, their little engine that hit for that club. So, I mean, this going into a, a, uh, an elimination final. And I know you would, you'd mentioned that you did an awful lot of homework on this game. So I'm looking forward to hearing what your thoughts are on this. All right. Well, before I go into the calculation, remember the Dockers beat the Dogs in round 21 in Melbourne at Marvel. And a very interesting game. So I'll quickly talk about something I did on Sports Grid a couple of years ago. When I wasn't sure of who to pick in the NFL, I started writing down extra little points and I ended up with like, 13 or 14 different factors to decide who I wanted to pick in the NFL. So I've applied that to this game and it's really interesting, but it only works when you're not sure of who's going to win. Uh So if you like, I'll run through say three or four at a time and then I'll have a break and you can comment. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Item A, and you can have zero to six points in this. The NFL, I have between zero and three on each item. So item A is gut feel. Gut feel is really important. People laugh at that, but gut feel encompasses everything in the back of your mind to do with the game. I have a gut feel the Dockers will win, so I've given them two points. Item B, recent record. Well, they've both won three of the last five games, so no points there. Item C, home field advantage. I've given six points there to the Dockers, so between one to two goals. Hang on one and then, Hang on one second before you go on. What's this home field advantage stuff you speak of? Oh, okay, go ahead, continue. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. All right, one more before I hand it back to you. Item D, when the NFL have better quarterback, which is so important. So I've changed that to better star players. Well, the dogs have got Bonton Pelly, mm-hmm. absolute legend, game changer. So I'll give two points to the dogs there. Okay. Well, after the first four items, I have the Dockers winning by six points. Over to you, then I'll come back with more of the items. No, that make that makes sense. You know, I, I so two is your 
is this kind of like a boxing thing where you could score it like an, you know, like an eight, nine, 10, that sort of thing where the two points could be, could have been one point or three points, or did you say all the way up to six? Well, yeah, I've got each item I can go between zero okay. and six points. Okay. So it's just my so, field. Yeah, for so, it. I so think, I think two is pretty accurate in terms of star, the star players, because yeah, I think, you know, you know, Brayshaw, you know, is, is, you know, is probably a future Brownlow winner um, in their midfield, you know, so that's, that's a, uh, I think that's a, um, that's not a bad, not a bad choice there. So yeah, I, I agree with you so far. I think, you know, home field advantage certainly, certainly does help in that situation. All right. I'll do a few more then back to you. Item E, injuries. Very important. Well, Nate Fife is out. Tabernard's probably out for the Dockers. The dogs, you got Libertori out and Wallace out. So I've given no advantage there. They've both got some injuries. Item F, current record. So basically the season record. Well, the Dockers finished fifth and the dogs eighth. So I've given two points to the Dockers. Item G, coaching advantage. Wow, I like both coaches. Longmuir has been fantastic. But I'm going to give a couple of points to the dogs here because the Luke Beveridge's finals experience might come into play. So after eight items, I still have the Dockers by six points. Back to you with your thoughts. Okay. The, the, the injury one, I think that – I think you almost have to give a bit of an advantage to the, to the Dockers on this one because, yeah, okay. Nat, Nat Fife is out, but he's only played – two, four, he's only played seven games all year to begin with. I mean, the Dockers, the Dockers, you know, got to the number five spot on the ladder basically without him. Okay. You know, they, uh, you know, they won, they won, they went four, two and one when he played. So, okay. Yeah. They did win a couple more games, but you know, you know, the games that he, you know, he won, you know, one of the games they won, he had nine disposals, the draw had, he had seven, um, you know, the two, you know, the games that he lost, they lost, he had 15 disposals and 11 disposals, respectively. So he wasn't terribly impactful in either of those. So, yeah, yeah, he's a fantastic player when he's healthy, but he's just – I don't think he's been healthy all year. And I don't know, I don't know if he will be healthy this year if they, if they play beyond this week. So, you know, I – yeah, Tabiner is, is a big out for them, yes. Uh, but if Lobb's back in, if his shoulder's healthy, um, I, just, I just think that – Libertori seems to be that to, to me, he is the guy that is just, he's kind of in a way, you know, kind of like that Johnny on the spot guy. He's, he's in a way, he's kind of like Collingwood's, you know, Brody Majacek. He's just always in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And, and who's going to be able to step in for the Bulldogs to do that? Okay. I will, I will add two points <laughs> to the, to the Dockers for you there. I will. So, at the end of the calculation, I will change it. And you're right. You're probably right. So that is great feedback. All right. Ready for me to keep going? Sure thing. All right. Item H. Recent record versus the opponent. Well, I'm going to give three points to the Dockers here because of that big win over the Dogs in Melbourne in round 21. Now they got them at, at home. Yes. At yes. Home. Yeah, at home. Yeah. Item home, I home on the range. <laughs> <laughs> Item I. This is a big one when I do the NFL. Who my favorite 
AFL as pick, as in media people, my dad and so forth. Okay. Well, I haven't heard too many picks just yet because they'll be coming out tomorrow. But I believe the Perth boys are going for Dockers. And I think most people might be going for the Dockers. So I'll give them one point. One more before I hand it over to you. Weather. Wow. There is a fair chance that it's going to rain. 70% chance of rain. No? Okay. No, maybe no, no. no. I, don't know about, I don't know about the weather, but I'm just... Go ahead. Um. All right, well, I'll hand it back in a minute. If it's raining, that, I believe, is an advantage to the dogs. I think I'm so, too. Give the I think dogs so, too. Four points there. Back to you. No, I, w- I was thinking that exact same thing. If it's raining, I know that has been, you know, because I, I, I stopped by, you know, the discussion boards for, for all 18 clubs, and I know there have been a few games this year where the Dockers have played in bad weather. And they've played bad in bad weather. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So they better be praying for sunshine at Optus, uh, you know, or <laughs> or figure out a way to, you know, to, to just. I saw a video not long ago of when they were trying to dry off the ground at, at uh, GMBHA Stadium, where they actually brought a helicopter in. And drop the helicopter down to like about five feet off the ground to just just start have the 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 the, the force of the helicopter blades just trying to you know dry up the ground a little bit there. They better have a whole fleet of them hovering over Optus Stadium in order to do that, or, or like a really big shop back. Uh, but I just I think yeah the four point for, I think that really helps the Bulldogs a lot there because um, the, the the Dockers have not exactly been great mutters, if you will. Yeah, because it's obviously a lot wetter in Melbourne mm-hmm. and the dogs play in Melbourne a lot more. Okay, I've got two more to go. Well, item K I've deleted because in the NFL I've got turnovers. Well, I haven't considered anything for the AFL. Item L, chance of a mental letdown. Well, both teams should be absolutely fired up, so I don't think there's any advantage either team there. Item M, the last one. Players with previous finals experience. Well, I've given the dogs a couple of points there. Absolutely, I have. You should. So, with all that, my calculation came out to the Dockers by four. But with your two points added for the injuries, it comes out to the Dockers by six points. Thus, take the dogs to cover the 12 and a half. Okay. okay. And like I said, this is anything can happen in a game, but I right, use right. this when I'm not sure of who's going to win. Yeah. And in the Super Bowl, when the Chiefs played the 49ers, I had the Chiefs by 10 and they won by 11. So it made wow. some good, uh, well, got I, some good publicity out of that on Sports I, Grid. I had jotted, I had jotted the Dockers down to take this one by eight. And I, I, had, not, I had not looked at the weather at all. But, you know, when you mentioned that it's looking like 70% chance of rain. You know, that's uh, that has not played very well for them uh, when they've had to play in the wet. Now, I, and again, I don't know. And I think I asked this question. I actually asked this question of some of the Dockers supporters. I said, well, you know, I know in the NFL and I'm sure probably the CFL, they do it as well, where when they're when they're practicing, you know, once the weather starts to get bad, where it's cold, 
or if it's going to be rainy, where they'll actually train with the footballs being wet really? or the footballs being, you know, almost frozen to get them accustomed to playing with the ball in that format. And I, and I asked, I said, you know, do footy clubs, you know, have the big trash barrel filled with water that they keep the footballs in to keep them wet for practice. So the, the club is having to get a, you know, acclimatized, if you will, to using a wet ball throughout the game. And I, I, I think some people said that they believe that they did, but I, you know, again, I, I, I don't know that for a fact because, you know, I, I've never seen it referenced anywhere, but it would shock me if that they didn't do that, quite frankly. Yeah. I think the Dockers need to, don't oh, they? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I think, you know, play, you know, play, you know, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever Tom Hawkins is putting on his shoulders before the first bounce, maybe have all the players put that on their hands. So they're used to playing it with simulating wetness, if you will, um, and having wet hands. I don't know if that would, uh, if that would suffice, but yeah, I think the Dockers at home. And again, you know, there's that home field advantage. You know, the, the number five club in the comp got a home game and the number six club in the comp got a home game. And the number oh, here two we comp go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. But the number one club gets to go on the road 90 kilometers north to go play a home game somewhere. <laughs> oh, shit. I need a tissue. Where's the handkerchief? I need my <laughs> handkerchief to give to you. So I know I'm going to catch flack from, from Magpie supporters. And you know what? I'll just deal with it. It's okay. I, it'll, it'll, if, the, if the Cats win, it'll just make it all that much sweeter. Um, you know, and I haven't looked, uh, you know, what happens should, you know, I, I haven't hopped onto the, uh, the squiggle thing lately to see what happens if, you know, who, who would play whom after these. So if we go by our predictions and we, we I think we agreed, we said cats. Yeah. We said cats, dockers, tigers, and both of us said D's, right? Yes. Yeah. So that would then next round, you would have, you would have the pies getting to play another game at their home park against Fremantle and the Swans hosting the Tigers. Right. Yes. And you know, the, the winner, the winner of the D's, uh, the winner of the, uh, the pies and Dockers would face off against the D's and the winner of Sydney and Richmond would face off against the cats. So yeah, there you go. I'm, uh, I'm hoping for, I tipped Richmond, but I'm, I'm hoping Brisbane wins this one because then maybe the cats do get, you know, maybe they don't get a home home game, but not all the Brisbane supporters are going to be flying down from uh, Queensland to come to the game. So maybe we can, you know, put a lot more cat supporters in the stands. So it seems more like a home game for them. If that, if they, if they get by this one here, you know, so yeah. So I, uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but again, you know, the Cleveland Brown sport fan in me, you know, that, that glass is, 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 you know, has been half empty since they, since they learned how to blow glass. Uh, so. And it's going to stay that way this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, I, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I, you know, as if you, if you're an NFL fan that's listening to this, you know, and you've not read up on what the, the guy who's going to be the new quarterback for the Browns has done I, as, as a, I've been a Browns fan for over 50 years. And I and I, I feel like every after every time I watch the game, I'm I'm gonna need to take a shower because I'm just gonna feel dirty after yeah. having watched watched them play. I just I, I I'm really not granted, I'm not sure Baker Mayfield was the answer long term. But I just I just I just think we we I don't want to say we sold our soul, but I just and again, maybe they didn't know all of the allegations, but 
I think he's a scumbag. I'm sorry. There's no other way to describe it. Uh, Dirtbag, deviant, yeah. sick, sick, sick man. Oh, yeah. Preying on people with his yeah. fame. Terrible. I just, I just I'm... I, I, I've... I worry that this is, you know, I've already been driven away from baseball. I worry about this driving me away from watching the NFL either. I'm not going to switch, you know, teams that I support. I'm not, I will not become a, a Steelers supporter. I won't be, you know, I won't, you know, decide to choose, you know, I'm not going to be a Broncos fan. And you can just, you can like toss that out the window right there. I will never be a Broncos fan. I hate John Elway. Okay. Look at that beautiful yeah, I, logo. I, beautiful, beautiful logo. Look at it. It's a we'll, beautiful we'll logo. Take it. Come on, join the Broncos. No, thank you. Okay then. I, I I appreciate the invite, but I I that would never happen. I've had my heart broken too many times by the Denver Broncos. So <laughs> broken, ripped out, whatever. You know, you got. Have you ever gone back and watched the the, the game from the 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 playoff games from '86 and '87? Oh. <sighs> You have to go back and watch those so you know exactly where I'm coming from. The drive, right. the fumble. You know, you got to go back and watch those things because it's <laughs> it's just it just ripped ripped the hearts out of Cleveland Browns fans. It just <laughs> oh god, I just I hate John Elway. I oh. do, I do. So Mick, where can people find you? And hopefully it's not at John Elway's house because we're never talking again if that's the case. Oh, well, if you check out my mcozzy.tv slash NFL section, you'll see that I'm in the Broncos locker rooms interviewing Ed McCaffrey, Rod Smith, and Bill Romanowski. So there you go. Hope you watch that one, mcozzy.tv. And uh, <laughs> looking forward to, again, doing a Sports Grid Friday night, sportsgrid.tv, um, Sports Grid on YouTube. So we talk AFL Friday nights at... 810 Eastern. So is is Gabe going to be mad at you? Uh, well, there were no games last week in terms of the AFL, but you know, we didn't talk the previous week. So was he mad at you about the games from round 23 or was he okay? Uh, he was okay, but he did quickly ask for me for a pick. So I told him the picks for the first two games mm-hmm. of the Tigers and the Demons because they will be played before I come on Friday night. And I also gave him my top three best bets for the grand final, that okay. being the Cats, the Demons, and the Swans. I think okay. it will be out of those three. But who knows? I hope I hope someone comes from nowhere. Well, not nowhere, but you know what I mean. It could. I'd like to see the Dockers get up there, for example, or the Dogs. I don't really care, you know. Yeah, I. You know, of course. Yeah, you know, I. You know, my 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 adopted club is playing, so of course I w- I would like to see them win. Um, but as I've always said, then I want to watch three other great games this weekend. You know, actually, I would love to watch 12, but I just don't know if I have the time for it. And Ohio State plays Notre Dame this weekend, too. So college football kicks off. But it, college football now is basically professional football with those NIL deals that have been worked out for the players. You know, so it's uh, I, I'm I'm. I might have to start reading a lot more now because I, I you know, the, the sports that I've loved have 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 just changed so much you know where they're 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 giving a college student you know a million dollar deal to come play football at that at that college where they're supposed to be there to get an education and i just i i guess i it gets one of those things i guess i understand it just doesn't make it any more palatable um but i guess if businesses want to spend that money on stuff i guess they're going to pass along the cost to us so 
Yeah. Okay. Well, hey. Um, home games. Good. I'll, I'll write that down. I'll, <laughs> I'll research those. So. <laughs> but Mick, I hope you have a. I hope you get a a nice break in the weather. I hope I hope it is actually uh, about 20 degrees and rainy in Calgary this weekend, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be. Um, you know, because you have a much you know, but nice nicer uh, game to watch. Maybe not the rain, but 20 degrees would be much nicer, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll leave you on a couple of things. I know you probably did your in your preview talking about the games on US TV. Well, TSN in Canada. The biggest sports network, cable TV, they are showing all four games live this weekend. They're showing two AFLW games as well. So that is fantastic. Outstanding. And leave you on this note, as always, kids, don't put your mouth guard in your sock when you're shooting for goal because it's unnecessary, unhealthy, and it will unbalance you. Hope you have a great (laughs) weekend, mate, and uh, go the Cats. I'm hoping they win. I do too, man. I do too. All right, Mick, thanks a lot, man. That was an awful lot of fun. Now, again, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you can find everything about the podcast. You can read my blog there. I'm starting to post on there a little bit more frequently. You can get signed up on the mailing list. Of course, you can leave a review. That would be a huge help. You can check out the reviews that other people have written as well. I've shared a few of those on social media, but I love being able to to get the validation, if you will, from people that, that say, hey, this is a show worth spending your time on because there are so many different podcasts out there to listen to. And those of you who are listening, I cannot thank you enough for, you know, finding time in your listening schedule for myself. And folks, look out for each other. I hope you'll consider helping out with the little project that I mentioned at the outset. And give your friends and family a call. Check up on them. Make sure they're okay. Tell them you love them. Take them out for a coffee. Take them to the footy if you can get a ticket. Take me to the footy if you can get a ticket. I guess we need an airline ticket first. And folks, thanks so much for your kind words. I appreciate it. Uh, if you had not listened, uh, the last couple of episodes were uh, a, a two-part interview with uh, Barry Cheatley, who played for a number of years with the Ruse and then went on to become the marketing manager for the Ruse for over 20 years and in many ways revolutionized the way that uh, footy clubs went about generating revenue. So enough about that. I do hope you'll check those out. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Wessels. Don't let that dribble kick hit the post. I will catch you later. And this has been episode 198 of A Yank on the Footy. Remember, you can reach me at yank underscore on or over at my email, yankonthefootygmail.com. Get on that website. All my links to my socials are there. I hope you'll check them out. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll share the podcast. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>